everybody, and welcome to the Bit Effect. Today, I'm not qualified to talk about this. Craig, are you qualified to talk about this game? Absolutely not. No, um, I have my doctorate in Mass Effect, actually, um, with <laughs> with a specialism in uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, so, uh, I've got absolutely no idea what's going on. Okay, uh, so this week, the bit effect is in over their heads. As you heard, with me to discuss Disco Elysium is my good friend Craig, my Kim Kutsurugi, or my Ken Kutaragi, or or somebody that's a KK. The triple K would be bad. <laughs> I know, I was just going to say. Luckily, he's only got two. <laughs> my god. We're off to a winning start, although I guess the KKK would be kind of apropos for a chunk of this game. I mean, yeah, yeah, it would, it would be actually, which is strange. Alright, so, um... With me is Craig, and we're going to take that over. And Craig, could you please read the stats for this game? Developed and self-published by ZA slash UM. Designed by Robert Kurvitz. Arted by Alexander Rostov. Um, it was written by Robert Kurvitz. <laughs> composer, composer. And this is this is where we're going to fall down, because I'm actually wikipedia this, but it's British Sea Power, which sounds great. They're a band. Yeah, um, and it's been released on everything now, so by the time we've got to it, it's out on Series S, Series X, you know, the Switch, PlayStation 5, it's on everyone's Stadia, so pretty much everyone should have access to this game. Um, and it was released across a few years, so 2019 originally, on Windows. I actually knew about it since then and held off because I wanted it on console, and I had to wait two years to play it on console in 2021. Um, also, I just lied because the Series X version isn't coming out until later this year. Well, you didn't lie. A little dialogue box popped up and you went, let's <laughs> give them hope. <laughs> it won't hurt anything, Craig. Um, yeah, this has kind of been like a doom clock for me. Mm -hmm. Because I, you've mentioned it and it's like, uh-oh, when that hits console, I'm going to have to play it. And so I've just been kind of watching the release schedule going, okay, it's getting closer, getting closer, getting closer, and bam, we have to play it. Now that the inevitable has come, and I did have to play it, Craig, what's your history with this? Um, or was this just something you've always had in your brain? I've always had it in my brain to try, and not, like, looking at it, just, just to get the ball rolling straight away, looking at it. It's never been, like, the most alluring-looking game to me, but what intrigued me was, like... It felt like it should be a different type of game. And I like me some point-and-click adventures, and I like me some dialogue choices. And that's why I got my doctorate in Mass Effect. Um, so, to have a game that relies on dialogue and has some point-and-clicking type things to it, and some puzzle-solving and some stuff, that just intrigued me greatly. So, I didn't play it, didn't get it, didn't play it, didn't get it and then caved at some point and got it on PC, 
played it for about half an hour, like literally half an hour before I found out it was coming out on PlayStation, so shelved it on the PC to wait until the PlayStation edition came out. Um, and then, just to keep on going, the initial release on PlayStation was buggy as hell. You couldn't finish it if you made certain dialogue choices. And it was just generally bad. So then had to wait until an update was released. I eventually, eventually played it. And just hammered it over the course of, what, I don't know, a few days. It took me longer than what I thought it was going to take me, but it was a while, maybe a week. And that's me. So an extended history for me this time. Which is not usual. All right. Normally, I just uh, my default <laughs> answer is I've got no history with this, Dave. I didn't hear about I it. I heard about it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Tenchu. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I made a mistake. Uh, okay. Um. I'm my my history is is like I said one of kind of dread. Um. Not for the reasons you'd think, because the moment somebody said it's a murder mystery game, my ears perk up because I am a big fan of murder mystery. Th- media like like i just like it not like true crime stuff but like you know poirot and sherlock holmes and agatha christie stuff and you know you know that stuff both are actually we should do a sherlock holmes game at some point and then i heard and saw everything that everybody was writing about this game and in true disco elysium fashion my brain went dave (laughs) we ain't big enough for this and i went i know brain but we gotta do it um so I played it over the last week. I wanted to go into this like super fresh because of how dense it is, actually. Um, I agree with you that the artist, while he certainly made an art choice, I do believe he made the wrong one. I would have preferred bland Hand of Fate Unity engine assets to this. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about what the art style looks like? Um, but beforehand i will say i do like the portraits the portraits are done well it's the world i think that has the problem so why don't you explain that yeah um i mean i, I can't comment on the color palette because i'm obviously super colorblind but to me to my eye to my uncolored eye it looks a bit like a bland washed out semi-realistic but slightly trippy dream world full of muted brighter colors it just gives off a feeling of something that i don't think gelled with me and i don't i don't quite know how to describe it i mean i like architecturally like the design of the buildings like the the car the car looks amazing you know wee things like that i love but overall the i think it's the color and the tone and the general faded feeling of it i didn't go with and maybe that it's supposed to say this is you know like a faded out town on the edge of you know like warring nations and blah blah blah. but it's an eastern block country somewhere yeah so i I just that's kind of like how i took it anyway sorry did you have any trouble with your eyes out of curiosity uh, no, everything seems to highlight fairly well. You know, like you get that wee okay, outline yeah. and stuff like that. So I, I don't think I had too much trouble. I was holding that button all game. Uh, yeah. The entire yeah. game, I was holding that button. Absolutely. Um, I just, just to prep, to, just to say, sorry, before you, um, I said there, because I just said I don't think I had any problems. I played it like, what, two months ago now, and then replayed half of it before I just stopped. So if my knowledge goes away towards the end, Dave, you're here. Because you played it yesterday. 
Well, I played it with my eyes closed, oh. so for me it was an audio experience. Uh, <laughs> the the visuals to the uncolorblind eyeball is uh, it would be like if you painted a completely realistic landscape and then kind of mushed your thumb on the convergence points and just kind of smeared things. That's about what it looks like, especially when it comes to natural landscapes. Like you'll have the 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 beige of the brick kind of mushed into the brown of the grass like like it's it's weird um i think i think sometimes the visual style of this game does does an actual disservice to it because sometimes it can be hard to see can i walk there can i not walk there and i don't know if this happened to you but i found the movement um touchy on the playstation like like sometimes i would hit left and he would like almost hit an invisible wall and then turn around and come back yeah, there was definitely... In fact, there was one point of that where I actually had to give up. And you know when you, there's the the blockade and the people that have all got signed... I can't remember. The protest. And you go upstairs oh, yeah, the at the back of that. When I went up the stairs, I could... Oh, that guy. I could not get back down the stairs. Every time I walked down the stairs, I turned around and walked back up. And I, would, I ended up having to select something and then have him walk... Every I did too. Yeah, I, and um, when you're on the square with the old boys playing whatever game where they're throwing stuff, sometimes it feels like you can go up the stairs. Sometimes you have to walk a wee bit to the side and go up a flatter bit of yeah. stairs. We things like that. Yeah, it it's just it's not clear. I don't want to blame it all on the art style mm-hmm. because I I think the name of the game is Pentique or Pentac or something like that. Um, but there are some times where you can walk through grass sometimes when you can't so it's not all in the art style some of it also seems to be map design um yeah sometimes when you're going through a place like when you're going to talk to the union manager it's like a marble madness stage you're like okay i can't see where i'm going but i have to hold vaguely the same direction to where i'm going okay um that's mechanics introduction uh before we go any further i do want to state we're gonna keep a couple things behind a spoiler wall because this is new but this is the type of game to where even if you know everything going in like I did, um, your experience has a chance to differ greatly because of the mechanics involved. Um, High-level theory, uh, this game is based on the triune brain theory, where you have the neocortex, the lizard brain, and the limbic system, right? Self-help gurus everywhere love this. Um, that bothered me. Like, like I went into this game with a chip on my shoulder because of that. And I think we talked about it beforehand. It, it's it's kind of um, it, it's a, a huckster's tool. Like 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 a lot of self help BS guys are like, oh, this how to control your lizard brain. And I I psycho psycho woo psychologists everywhere just roll their eyes. It, if if you don't know what that's like, it's like being a biologist and playing Parasite Eve, and they start talking about uh, mitochondria, and you're uh-huh. like. Guys, this is not how it works, guys. <laughs> um, so so I did go into this a little bit with a chip on my shoulder. Um, I found that easy to slide, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's an interesting idea. So uh, the way that works is you are kind of at, opposed to all three of your mental systems at all times, right? Because you'll have one mental system saying something and then another mental system saying something. And the interesting thing I noticed is that they can lie to you. Yeah. 
Which is very cool. Uh-huh. And, like, this ah. is the kind of thing where I, I kind of totally bought into it. The fact, like, if someone out there in the real-life world is mentally, you know, like, really perceptive, it could get to the point where they're so perceptive, they start processing things that aren't, you know, like, misreading situations, but your brain is telling you this is the right thing or whatever. It's it's that bit of it, kind of thought, that's kind of cool. I like that. Oh, especially when it comes to uh, female characters. Like your your electrochemistry goes bonkers around, and it'll be it'll be interesting to t- um, talk about how you dealt with Clausier. Um, oh, that's another thing we should say, Craig. You have a Scottish accent. I have an American accent. Neither of which are used to pronouncing French words. Yeah, this is good because I until you said that there, my pronunciation of that was class G. Uh, nope, no, it's, it's Clausier. Um, I will try my damnedest, and Craig will try his damnedest, but uh, our tongues are just built for that, mm-hmm. so please forgive us if we mispronounce anything. Luckily, you hear them say these things a lot, yes. depending on you know what you say, so I'll, we'll try our best. All right, so with this triune brain system, there everything is broken up into four diff- – is it four groups? Yeah, yeah four, four groups, right? All right. Um, you have in the intellect, intellect, psyche, yep. physique, motorics, mm-hmm. and then you get to choose a speciality at the beginning. I'm curious, Craig, yeah. your speciality? I think it was perception because I was. Oh, really? Yeah my my character basically was yeah you get to assign points, so you have a as you do in most RPGs, you can pick a predefined class or you can create your own. I created my own. I gave a heavy intellect. Light on psyche, light on physique, and then heavy motorics. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, because I kind of thought, oh, why not? Yeah, we we almost ended up to, like I I went uh, light on psyche, heavier on physique and motorics, mm-hmm. and with a massive boost to intellect. Because I'm like, well, I'm a cop, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I got to be able to. And in each of these categories are subcategories, so. In intellect, you'll have logic, you'll have visual calculus, you'll have um, empathy, uh, rhetoric. You know, yeah, you'll have pretty much everything you can slot in there. Uh, Where things start to get a little weird is I noticed lower than that. It's like okay, you have things like Inland Empire, which Mm -hmm. if you know what that is, great. If you don't, you're going to be confused by why it's called Inland Empire. Um, that's actually another ding I would put towards this is the categories of skills you have can get confusing. Like Half-Light. Why? I honestly don't know. Why is it called Half-Light? And that's basically your fight-or-flight mechanism. Why it's not called fight-or-flight, I don't understand. Um, there's probably a reason for it. Most of, most of them make sense. That one doesn't. I didn't. I don't know the Inland Empire thing. Like, I, I know there's a TV program called Inland Empire, but other than that, you know, I'm, I'm. I thought it was a David Lynch reference because there's a. Isn't there a movie David Lynch movie called Inland Empire? I thought it was a TV series. It might be. All I remember is Laura Dern's in it, right? Uh, well, if it's if it's David Lynch, then yes. And <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Anyway. Anyway. Well, that, that to me, that speaks of a larger, well, um, a larger concern that I had with the game, right? Because this game has some very good writing in it, especially when it comes to 
the intertalk of your mental processes. It's very good. Sometimes it's good enough to where it mimics having a thought process. Like, it's very good. And then there are times where they thought using... The most amount of words was the best idea. Uh, yeah, um, that um, kind of like thesaurus word babble type stuff. I just... It's worse than a science fiction game yeah. sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm not an idiot, but why are, you, why are you doing this? This is what internet people do when they get into an argument. They go onto the thesaurus and they make all the words bigger to make a point that you can clearly see they've just used a thesaurus. And and I'm not saying the writer is not capable of using all of these words. And I'm not saying, like, it might fit into, you know, like, rhetoric, your rhetoric voice having a persuasive dialogue. But it doesn't feel like that. It just feels like a lot of words are big. Big words are intelligent words. Big words are big. Which, which I could understand... If that's used for somebody that's got uh, a very high intellect score, that would make it very cool of, well, I have a big intellect score. I will expound on everything. Like uh, once you have like the one I dreaded was getting too much encyclopedia because when that happens, everything in the world becomes an encyclopedia Britannica um, entry. It's, it's awful. It's awful. Don't do it. Um, So I can understand that, but then everything else falls apart. Like, like it doesn't get, uh, I, I don't want to put this in a mean way, but the less intellect you have, it doesn't get dumber. Like, that would be very cool if the more intellect you had, the more flowery and purple prose it got, and the less intellect you had, the more caveman ungabunga it got. Yeah, that's it's one of the big things I was missing that's one of my favorite things about the outer worlds, is if you do go low intellect... You can do some pretty stupid stuff. You can say some... Oh, yeah. Pretty right st- to the sun. Yeah, right <laughs> into the sun. And I just think, like, the writing is so good in that. Like, and I'm, like it is so good. The way it's done is good. The way that all these characters and voices are written is good. Why they didn't think to dumb it... Um, there might be reasons. You know, like, maybe you couldn't finish the game... If everything was stupid, like, if everything read like a potato. That, that would surprise me, because this game is very much designed to fail yourself to the victory. Oh, well, yeah. Um, you can, you can, anyway, sorry, yeah. There's, there's like, what, one or two places where it comes to a hard, yeah, no, you didn't do it. And even then, it, it's, you You go back, what, five minutes, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um. um just on that note, God. could we just expand slightly, because that's something I do like is the check system, you know, like the red and white checks. So Yeah, sure, I was, that's what I was making my oh, way to. Terribly sorry. Um, I'll just keep talking and, and you can tell me to shut up if you want. But this this system of all of the, your inner voices is geared towards the dialogue choices and what you can say to people. And the way the game presents that is a normal conversation to find out information. But in the dialogue choices, you've got white outlined or white highlighted choices and red highlighted choices. And a white choice is essentially a check. Um, If you've got an intellect score of three and this is a check for a three, you're probably going to get it. You've got a wee dice rolling thing. It's quite nice. Um, If you fail it, you can go away talk to some other people, raise your intellect, and then go back and try again. But the the good thing, well, the good thing I think is you've got red choices. These are the super important critical story choices 
and you only have one chance at them, you can see what chance you have of getting it. Sometimes it relies on something else having happened in the game or having another conversation as well. So it's it's quite tense when you pick that red dialogue choice and you're like, come on, do it. But the thing... Oh, I think... I think <laughs> oh, sorry. One thing I want to say about the red checks that... Um, whether or not you're you're good at them, they're kind of up to chance if you're going in blind. Like, you don't know, okay, I'm going to need mostly logic here. Mm-hmm. I, I think that does an immensely good job of illustrating taking shots in the dark. Yeah. Like, if you're talking to somebody and you just get this random thought of like, wait, maybe this, and you just go for it. I think that does a wonderful job of illustrating that. Yeah. Sometimes it's teeth-grindingly infuriating <laughs> when you lose a 82% um, uh-huh. dice roll. Yeah, but I think the game is designed for you to move forward. It's not XCOM. It, it's not yeah. like well, you just got unlucky there, bud. Um, You're not feeling so. This. Yeah. I, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, uh, no, no. Uh, it's just one of the things that's lauded for the game is your red mm-hmm. checks. Failing them sometimes leads to better opportunities later. It's not nothing hinges on this being. You need to pass these checks. To win, like Dave says, you can fail your way to victory. Absolutely, you could cock up everything, and you would still get through it. Which is just oh yeah, I, I just think it's love. The only time I found it super frustrating, right, was when I had a really hard wired internal script, uh-huh. right? Like, no, I've got a logic of ten. This dude would nail this logic roll. Yeah. Oh, he didn't. That I found frustrating, but for the most part, when it, it's things that your character isn't so good at, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, um, no offense, not not no offense, no spoilers, duh, but um, some, some, the back of somebody's head got blown off because I just wasn't prepared for it skill-wise, <laughs> and it's like, oh, oops, yep. I, maybe I should have. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so, the way this... Um, What's it, what the way this shows itself in minute to minute gameplay is generally you'll start a conversation with somebody and they will say something and then you'll have your internal processes um, kick in if they're relevant. Like if somebody's talking about wanting a cigarette, your electrochemistry will kick in and say something. Most times it's not helpful. To be honest, it's just kind of flavor text. It's so good that, like, in that scenario, electrochemistry come in, and it'd be, like, a really flowery, well-written, oh, wouldn't you love a drag of that cigarette? Blah, blah, blah. And it it, it just, it, the inner dialogue that you've got is just, it's immense. I'd really like that bit of it. When it came to drink, like, I was a straight-laced cop, and the amount of opportunities this game gives you to take drugs or alcohol is insane. <laughs> just, it is and it never wants you to forget that maybe a drink would be what you need right uh-huh. now but just me uh i also played straight lace uh-huh. because i i wouldn't be going around you know hucking down at the uh, speed and chugging every bit of moonshine i could find i figured i'd play it straight uh and the biggest reason why you play it straight is you don't want to let your boy down no. you don't want to let kim down absolutely not like um he's on your I was gonna, he's one of those parents where the most devastating thing you can just do is look at you and go, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, jeez, oh, jeez, what have I done? Yeah. Um, just like a bit of background then. So the story starts, you've woken up and you're in a trashed hotel room 
and you don't know anything, like you, the game doesn't present you with anything, but through some conversations, you find out you've just basically been partying hard for a few days, and you've completely forgotten that you're a cop, you've forgotten why you're there. So part of the initial, you know, like one third of the story is figuring out who you are and why you're there. And to help you along with that is you've got Kim, who is your partner from a different precinct type place, who constantly reminds you that you're a policeman and you should be acting like a policeman. So when you're talking to people and you pick you know, like inappropriate things, he's just, it's like... You get the side eye from Kim. Kim will remember that, but in a really... Kim <laughs> raises an eyebrow and writes a note. You're like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> what have I done? Exactly. And the beautiful thing about, again, the beautiful thing about the game is all through this, you're building a relationship with Kim, which affects the end of the story. You, you, At the start of... I know, I remember before you even played it, you were like, I hate that guy. I hate Kim. But I know for a fact now that you were like, oh my God, I, want, I don't want to let Kim down. I want I want to make sure that I do a good job for Kim. He's he's perfectly written as that role. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, and and his voice acting is stellar. Like honest to god stellar who the guy who does his voice really did a bang up job. And I don't think that's true for everybody here. There are a few that's like, "Oh, oh, that's the choice you went with." Uh, but, you know, it, it's a small company. I can understand. The, sometimes you get the guy down the hall sweeping the floor. That's fine. It's There's nothing... There's no bad voice acting. But there is, I think, amateurish voice acting. Um. Okay, so... You explained the setup of this game. And the worst way to start a game with Dave is to go with the amnesia route. The moment that <laughs> yeah. happened, like, oh, no. Yeah. And I thought about this, right? Like, like I thought about it, and I know what they're accomplishing with the amnesia here. It makes some sense, but I think that also lends to the problem of some of this game being insufferable tat, right? Like, let's say you're talking to the hotel manager, and you can ask incredibly dumb questions like what is money and that's where the game gets insufferable because obviously the guy knows how to do stuff it's not complete 100% amnesia where he's forgetting how to breathe it's it almost feels uh indulgent the writing style sometimes like when you're talking about highbrow concepts like communism or liberalism or centralism okay cool that's fine. Forgetting what music is, that's just so you can write a flowery power graph on music. Yeah. See, I I don't like it any any more than you, but I took it as a cat candied or kind of a way, a method that didn't land of just basically giving you a tutorial. Like, I just thought, all right, they're, just, they're giving me this tutorial in this really weird way where... If I need to ask what currency is, I can ask what currency is and someone will tell me some information. Like, I just took it as a tutorial. And I was like, oh. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And, and again, that may be a flavor thing for me. Mm -hmm. But for me, uh, it was weird to see the whiplash of this childlike, what is currency? Uh -huh. Or what's a telephone? Mm -hmm. as opposed to you having these deep inner monologues about what it's like to be a communist. It's yeah. like, that makes zero sense. Yeah. 
Not to mention, I mean, let, let's be honest. Uh, this, oh, oh. <clears throat> I was going to move on. I'm not going to yet. First off, I'd like to state, this is one of the better licensed games I've ever played. Whether I like it or not, this is one of the best licensed games. Um, I didn't know it was licensed at first. Did you, Craig? I still don't know that it's licensed. I'm, I'm, I've yet to listen to the rest of the podcast. Okay, so from, <laughs> from what I read... And I did only cursory research into this. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys who wrote the game wrote a book that whose name I forget. Oh, I'm super sorry. It's got four names. It's like of flower and peas. No, um, the life before them. No, I can't remember. You, you it's it, 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 there's uh, you can Google it if you need to. Uh, evidently, it bombed. It was terrible. It didn't sell. They really liked their idea and thought it could work, so they decided, okay, let's try making it into a game. Oh. Uh, the game oh. is a prequel to the book. Sacred and Terrible Air. There you go. Uh, air as in... Oh, I thought it was air as in the air band. In... <laughs> what the... Oh, 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 that's air supply. No, air. And they're all out of love. Na, 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 na. Sexy boy... Air, the French band. Okay, that 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 rings a bell vaguely. Really? Oh, air are so good. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about air later. Yeah. Air is. We'll do that off the air. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So so I guess if you really dig what this game does, try reading the book. Why not? Ain't gonna hurt nothing. Um. As far as I can see, no hard DLC has been confirmed for this, but everybody's kind of feeling it of like, okay, DLC will be coming for this. Um, just on a, a base note there, are you interested in the DLC for this? Or are you kind of okay writing this done? On a base note, um, I didn't encounter many bases in the game. <laughs> really? Because there was a lot of heavy <laughs> bass in that okay. music. Anyway, anyway, um, no, I'm not. I'm disappointed, but I, like, I didn't know about that. So I would say like, gut Gut, gut reaction is disappointed because I kind of felt like it's a self-contained thing. There are some oddities in the story and things that you don't understand, maybe. But what can you bolt onto that? Oh, Harry and Kim's day out where they go off and solve another crime. And like, um... From what I saw, the, the prevailing fan theory... Is it's going to be those two, like the square hole murder case, mm-hmm. where it's in your ledger yep. and you never solved it. So that kind of thing. Okay. Eh. It would have to take place before the games because the endings are so divergent. Like, what are you going to do? Anyway, anyway, that's all beside the point. Um, basically, this is what we call stalling because uh, me and Craig talked about this beforehand. I feel this game is smarter than me. Like, there's a lot that this game does. There's a lot that this game says that doesn't get a reaction out of me. And I feel like it should. And so I, I, there's almost imposter syndrome going on with this. I mean, not really. It's just a video game. But when it comes to analyzing it and talking about it, I'm really, really tentative. Yeah. Do you know what it makes me feel like? I once read huh. one of my favourite books of all time is Bill Bryson's uh, Short History of Nearly Everything. And you read that book, yeah. you read that book and you're reading away and it's just chapter after chapter of different things. Lots of physics-based things. 
And from that, I figured out that I had an interest in, you know, like physics and space and, you know, like string theory and all these different theories. So felt like I could hold up a conversation on the matter. Cue me speaking to one of my friends who was deeply into this stuff. And I'm just sitting there (laughs) smiling and nodding and going, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, that string theory. It's wild, man, isn't it? It's totally wild. (laughs) (laughs) Them strings, huh? Them strings. And I I totally get what you mean. I, a lot of the stuff that I didn't get, I don't, I didn't get a lot of kind of like, I fell down the rabbit hole. I don't know if you did. And this is slight storying. Um, the race side of things, you know, like why people are protesting, what's going on, who's driving the protests and stuff like that. And whenever anything gets political, I kind of just switch off a wee bit. And it's just about, like my nature is anti-political for some strange reason. Your nature is I'm going to sit here and be charming on this fence. <laughs> yeah. And why can't we all just get along? Yeah, yeah. That is the Craig way. <laughs> it's, pre- uh, it's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> to 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 mirror your experience with um Bill Burr's book of strings um when I was when I thought I was a smart teenager I decided yeah I can read Stephen Hawking books <laughs> whatever and I read a brief history of time and when I say I read a brief history of time I mean my word process my brain processed each word individually and once I got to the end of the, the the first chapter and he said, okay, so that laid down the basics. Let's start getting into the more <laughs> difficult, interesting stuff. Oh, no, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, um, yeah it, for me, it felt like reading a book that is well beyond my intellect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not in the fact that this uses purple prose because I like Lovecraft. I'm used to purple prose. I mean, all this game needed to do was like use the words gibbous moon. And I'm like, yes, got it. Um <laughs> But I think where I start to fall apart is the analogies this game is making, right? So this game takes place in an alternate Earth. It's not the real Earth. There's some different things. But I've noticed certain places and certain people, even though they're this made-up word, are very much analogous to very real Uh cultures. And that was where I started to fall apart because I am American, Craig. Yes. I don't know if you knew this or not. And my, all of my culture is people um, who I know from different places like yourself or what I've read in books. I don't have a lot of firsthand knowledge of Eastern Europe. I don't have a lot of no- firsthand knowledge of um, the Indies. You know, just, I, I don't know. Um, so... If you're smarter than me, and chances are you might be, you might get a lot more out of the uh, political swing of this game than I did. For me, um, this was me reading very carefully, listening and nodding and going, <laughs> hmm, hmm, hmm. And then at the end going, I have no idea. Um, See, I, so I had a bit of a, what it what it painted for me, because obviously the guy that wrote it is either like Bulgarian, Estonian, you know, like... Um, I think he's Estonian. Is he Estonian? Okay. I'm pretty sure he's Estonian. Um, it paints a very bleak picture, which we get taught in school. Like, like, we get taught this in school, and it is a bleak outlook on life where things are a bit more simple and a lot more politically charged. So, you know, like... Things happen, and you can't really do much. You can't stand up to the power. It's not like that. It's things that wouldn't happen here in 
Britain or the US or you know weird things like that yeah revolutionaries are a way of life not yeah. something you read about in a book so I, I kind of like I liked a lot of the story and I got I got a chunk out of it and like understanding of that and what it would feel like to be there what boggled me was um, the more far out aspects of this so that those were the bits where I kind of fell down and thought I don't even understand why this is happening. I don't understand why this is here and that's... Ha- I And it's it, that happened to me quite near the end of the game. I was just like, I've got no idea what's going on. Let's just roll with it. Yeah, if, if the spoiler wall was off, there is a hard point where I scrunched up my face, crossed my arms and went, no, uh-huh. no, no, we will get there, but we're going to, we're going to spoiler wall that. Yeah. Um, so this game is very political. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is oozing from its drunk pores, mm-hmm. right? How do you feel about that? Does that bother you? Does, do you enjoy it? Are you ambivalent? You're Craig, so you'll be like, eh, somewhere yeah. in between. I played this game like me. I sat on the fence. It was really nice. I tried not to shoot people in the face. You know, I tried not to, up- <laughs> I tried not to upset people. And the fact that I could play the game like that, I really enjoyed. <laughs> uh, we're, we're closer than you would think. Um, I wasn't, I don't, like, I have my own political views uh, that there's no place for that here right now. But I was very much not on the fence. I was more, this has nothing to do with the dead body. <laughs> Can we get back to the dead body, please? Um... If if you're not super judicious with your dialogue choices, you will run into some heavy political screes. Uh-huh. Like like just, mm. um, and I don't want it to sound like I have a problem with that. The people who made this game have a political view, and they put their political view in this. If I'm reading it correctly, that could be not the case. What I do want to give them a lot of credit for is they didn't make. All the things they disagree with, the bad people. Yeah. And all the things they yeah. agree with, the good people. Um, Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to have to bring a little bit of political view into this. Uh, we live in two different countries, Craig. We do. Uh, yours is very friendly towards unions. Uh-huh. Mine will Pinkerton break your legs and <laughs> shoot your family. <laughs> so I been always kind of pro-union. They mm-hmm. seem to do more harm than good. Hang on. But in this game... Hang on. You, ju- uh, you just said you're pro-union. They do more harm than good. <laughs> so, like... Whoops! <laughs> so, you're pro-union be- there. because they do more harm. You're a Pinkerton. This, if you did, you've just... I'm, I'm a Pinkerton. <laughs> um, I'm pro-union because they seem to do more good than harm. There we go. And this game, I walked into it once you get past, like, once you get done talking to Joyce, and Joyce is, you know, the the, the elite. Uh-huh. And you're like, okay, well, time to talk to the union. I expected the union guy to be sympathetic, to be trying to hold the town together. You know, the good old boy that Titus is. That's kind of what I expected, uh-huh. right? And no, the union guy is a sleazeball. Mm-hmm. Like, and is taking so much advantage of what is arguably... A good thing, which, well, let's say that probably happens more times than not, realistically. Yeah. And then you you end up, um, I end up feeling more compassion towards Joyce, 
who is a political theory I don't agree with. Yeah. But is a better person. Yeah. I I found I myself found that's super interesting. I've I've found myself in the exact same quandary. It kinda feels like you met Luke Skywalker and you met Darth Vader and you're like Look, I kind of probably should agree with you more, but you're a dick. I I think, you know, Darth makes a better case here because he was really nice and he gave me a cup of tea. It it feels like you're siding with the enemy. Or not the enemy. Oh, God, no, I didn't mean the enemy. But you, you're bucking against your own ideals because the character... You're running with a different herd yeah, the ca- when it comes to Joyce. The character... You could meet... the. You could meet someone, you could have a political... Oh, God, what's the way it says? You could have a political ideal. You could so believe in free childcare for anyone up to the age of five, which I would love. Free childcare, 40 hours a week, up to the age of five. You meet the person that's doing that, and it turns out they're a complete and utter wanker. There's... And they're asking you to do favors. Not just, not just, not just like personality wise, but also, oh, they're skimming off the top. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're using um, underhanded tactics. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All of that. So you're like, I really want that free childcare. I believe in that free childcare, but you're going about it the wrong way. I'm going to have to side with the people that want to tear this down. It feels, it's really quite jarring. Like again, down to the writing, Stella writing, blobity bloop. I've, I've, it's really well done. Oh, and and the interesting thing about my read on it, right? And it could not be correct because this is very much ambiguous. But then you have those two very opposed political um, powerhouses, right? And in the middle, you have the like, uh, what's her name, the, Cindy the Skull. Uh huh. Yeah. Which she just looks like she's flailing in the dark like a child. With her political rhetoric. Like, I got annoyed with her super fast because it's, oh, you're just throwing a tantrum. That's all you're doing. Yeah. And, or you have the, the old guy pay, playing Pentake, if if that's the name of it. And it's like, no, no, dude, let it go. You can look around you. It's, it's fine. The, I found it interesting that you have these two choices you can choose from. And then you have a bunch in the middle that are ineffectual. I think that's a very smart way to do it because if you're with, let's say, Anarchy with Cindy the Skull, right? Seems very, uh, I just read the Anarchist Cookbook. I just watched Train uh-huh. Spotting. Yeah. yeah, this is me. Um, you can latch onto that and be like, oh, oh my sweet summer child, you, you have no idea this means nothing. Or you can look at it like I did and be like, stop your flailing and grow up kind of thing. Um, I thought that was a super interesting way to do it. Um, it may hit for you, it may not. Like, like being honest. Either way, don't go into this game expecting it to just be, I'm going to solve me a murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the murder almost takes a backseat. And I say that in a condescending way. Like, I think that, for me, was the hook. Uh-huh. Uh, how did you end up feeling with the way this kind of starts on one thing and then rabbit trails down a bunch of different paths? Oh, I... Can, how, how do you feel about that? I kind of liked it because it, it it wasn't what I expected, Like to be honest. I started at the start screen and I was like, I'm going to build me a Sherlock Holmes. And then I realised Sherlock Holmes is max stats on every single one of the things that are there. <laughs> and I can't do that. So I need to pick the best of shit. I went down the Poirot route. You know, he's not he's not going to be very physical and sprint down a street, but he's going to get the job done. No, no. Um, 
So I, I, I would imagine Sherlock Holmes really ignores that that psyche uh-huh. and physique and just goes like full intellect, full motorics. There you go. Yeah, but like Sherlock, like Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes kicks ass. Like, in fact, traditional Sherlock Holmes did kick ass as well. He like did karate and stuff like that. He was awesome. Anyway, he he, he was a boxer anyway. and he was in like one fight. He was amazing. He was amazing. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely! Don't get me wrong. Anyway, so I started it thinking I'm playing a crime, a crime game. I genuinely not having read anything about it. I thought there was either going to be like multiple cases, or I was going to figure out that and then find another body, and it was going to, you know, I thought it was all going to be focused on that. But ninety percent of the game, you're investigating this dead body, and people are giving you something else back. They're giving you like, it's not obvious. It's not like a you know like a usual. It's not like a Final Fantasy fifteen side quest where you're trying to get over there and someone oh, w- yeah. wants you to go and find a fish cart. It's all very linked but in a loose way and it feels like I need to find out about this body I, I know something about that body but I really need help doing this other thing which leads on to another thing which leads on to another thing and before you know it you're embroiled in this political shit fest still with the mind of trying to find out about the body and then you realise I need to, I need to sort this place out well I'll yes and no I'll agree with you to a little bit. Like, doing the church meant absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it that vague. Yeah. Like, nothing. Whereas finding the body on the boardwalk, it initially thought, oh, maybe this has something to do with it. And it turns out it didn't, but that was not very long, right? That was like, okay, let me radio in and see. There are some things where it, it, it initially presents with a this might have something to do with it. And then just doesn't. And then there are ones where it's like, this might have something to do with the nope. This is just going to take me forever to do. And I don't know about you, but I have that thing in the back of my brain where I couldn't see a dead body and just walk past it going, nope, <laughs> not doing nothing. And and just keep investigating what I'm doing. I, I think this game, for its benefit and for ill, takes advantage of the way people play games. Like, there is... Because you will have, uh, like with the cryptozoologists, you will have things that Kim is letting you know the entire time. Look, there's there's a guy hanging out back. We should probably not care about this. But your brain, being a video game player, is like, well, it's it's on my quest list, Kim. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can't just ignore the quest list. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I I think it, it does a good job. I'm a little disappointed where most of them end up, but I think that's just me being a little dissatisfied with the uh, the story of this game. Yeah, no, think, and that's all personal. Yeah, I think fair. the other thing to take note of, if you are going to play this, based on the fact that we are two idiots talking about it, um, is if you play, if you try and game it, like I, I completely not did. If you try and game it and hoover up everything. The central mechanic of talking to people and interacting with things takes time. And there are key times in the day. You wake up at a specific time. Kim goes to bed at like 11 o'clock at night or something. And then by 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, you're forced to go to bed. Two. two. So if you... Uh, you're not forced to go to bed at 2. Okay. But like you can stay up and read books yeah, and yeah. time doesn't pass. You can do a lot of like, I just want to explore things at once Kim goes. Yeah. 
But, I mean, for the most part, everyone's asleep. If you try and oh, yeah. talk to everyone and pick up every bottle and trade in every bottle and talk to someone else and talk to someone else, the days go by. So by day four, you could have missed a unique opportunity on day three to have spoken to someone or to have done something or to have witnessed something. So gaming it and trying to... Well, in my mind, because I work in an over-leveling kind of way, if you try and over-level yourself and hoover up everything, you can actually miss out on stuff. It's really, like, I don't know whether, like, in my head, and this is a thought that's only kind of formed recently, um, because a wee voice in my head said, What if, sir? Um, (laughs) See the whole thing with the more out-there aspects of the game and the cryptozoologists Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. What if that's there because it's like, do you know what? If someone wants to game this, let's just give them something to go, the fuck was that all about? Like, you should have been focusing on the murder. Why are you off there doing X, Y, or Z? You know what I mean? I would agree if, and uh, skip ahead 45 seconds, if you don't want to know. I'm still going to try to keep it vague, but... All right. I would agree with you if those things didn't end up coming into play. I don't uh, Yeah. But they do. I know. So, I'm not sure. Like, we'll talk about it next episode, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, we'd, because we don't we're have a next episode. An hour. We only have one episode. We will this time. <laughs> oh, dear God. I think we, we got, we've got no choice here, Craig. We're going to have to, like, break into the story, which means we're going to have to start spoiling things. Um, some random thoughts I had uh, before we close this one out is I like the idea of being able to discard thoughts. Like you'll get, just like in real life, you'll be walking down the street and you'll get a random thought in your brain. And I like being able to say, no, that's stupid. I'm not going to think about, you know, birds that swim and fish that fly. That's stupid. And you just discard it and the game's like, okay, gotcha. That's fine. What I don't like are the intrusive thoughts that your brain can't discard. Like, I realize everybody's brain works differently, and that is the hardest thing for me to come to grips with, like, being honest. Because if anybody's brain works like this, I am so, so sorry. You should probably have, like, welfare. Um, because my brain does not work like this guy's brain works. And I don't know if anybody's brain honestly works like this, but it, it was very hard for me. And and you can chime in on this. It was super hard for me to, uh, put myself into this character other than, you know, a modest recreation of my abilities through the stats because nobody thinks like this, like as an example, When I quit smoking, I didn't have every time I saw a cigarette, my body going, oh, yeah, but you'd like to drag on that mama, wouldn't you? Like, no, nobody. And and if it does, you just put it out of your brain. It's fine. I'm trying to quit. Um, This game actively tries to make you super quirky. I don't like that. Chime in here, Craig. What are your feelings on this? I, I like mixed feelings. You, you do make a good case. Um, but for me, you know that, like with your cigarette analogy, let's keep on going on. Because I have also quit smoking. I took the, oh, you wouldn't like to, you know, like suck on that mama's cock to be, no, hang on. 
hang on, that's not what it would say. But anyway, now let's go with that. If it said something like that, it's that's just it's the vocalization of that feeling that you must have felt where you see someone having a fag and you're like, oh man, (laughs) like my brain just goes, oh man. (laughs) But in this, oh oh yeah, there was that. Ooh, that would be nice uh-huh. right about now. But you have ultimate control over your impulses. Sometimes this game doesn't give you that option. Yeah, but period. I think it's it's kind of it's the example. My example. I'll give one example, and then we can we can end. Sure. I'll, although you can give an example as well, or you can talk. I'm not saying like my. I'm having the final word. No, I know. I know. But I started playing this game as me, Craig, fence setter, mm-hmm. apologist. You know, I'm just going to do this. At some point in the game, which may be scripted or not, I don't know, the game pipes up and it gives me one of these thoughts and it just says, God, you're such a pathetic apologist. Why are you saying sorry to everyone? Why are you doing this? And that was a real wake-up call for me because I hadn't realised that I'd been playing the game as this sorry-saying cop. And I was like, I don't. I don't want to be that cop. So the intrusive thought is an intrusive thought. It's a thought that you can't get rid of. It's like those thoughts where... Anyway, that that thought made me fundamentally change the way I played the game. I don't know if you get these thoughts, Dave, but see if I'm doing the dishes and I'm putting away the knives. Uh Nine times out of ten, I will have a visualisation of one of my kids running into the room as I turn around with all the sharp knives... And and impale them. And and I have that, like, I'm not joking, like, nine times out of ten that'll happen. So, But what it makes me do is it makes me raise the tips of the knives before I put them in the knife block. Uh, you know, like, intrusive thoughts are there to make you realise that, like, another one, an example, me and one of my friends went to a castle up here. And this castle has a wall and you can approach the edge of the wall and it's like a sheer cliff. And... He, he, oh, you're making me jealous, Craig. He was holding, he was holding one of his kids up to look over the side, and he turned around to me and goes, "Do you know? I just got a thought. You know, like, what if I just launched him off the side of the cliff? It, it's, <laughs> but you don't. It's, it's a, a natural defense to make you. That's what, like, literally, what an intrusive thought is. It's a, a defense to make you not do something stupid that you instinctly want to do." But in this case, it was, now, for me, you know, like being a sorry cop. Well, okay, so I'm going to break your heart a little bit uh-huh. here. And then I'm. this is going to turn into a very, very, very short psych session with Dave. Um, first of all, the sorry cop thing, it doesn't read anything. It just has a simple ticker of if you've said sorry eight times. And my problem with that is I did say sorry eight times. I didn't say sorry because I'm not Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most, uh, actually, all of the times I said sorry, it was well justified. Yeah. So I wasn't a super apologetic cop. I said, "Oh, dude, I'm sorry. I got drunk and lost my badge." Mm-hmm. That's not to me being super apologetic. That's owning up to your behavior. Okay. So that kind of irked me a little bit because it's just a simple "Have you?" You. I mean, it would be interesting if it could read. All right, are you apologizing for things you shouldn't be apologizing for? But it's just a simple, did you hit it eight times? Yes, no. That's a little disappointing Mm -hmm. to me. Uh, And uh, on the intrusive thoughts thing, I don't think I've had an intrusive thought 
like that. Like if I'm uh, to use your examples, mm-hmm. and I could be mistaken because you know my life is not journaled. Yeah. Um, if I'm putting the knives away, I don't picture my kids impaling themselves because because I don't do that. I just go, "Ooh, I have a knife. I should be careful." And then you you just be careful. Uh-huh. Um, I'll uh, on the parapets of a castle. I wouldn't be like, you know, I could just huck them over. Yeah, and that'd yeah. be fun. I, I might go, whoa, wouldn't want to fall off this. Time to be super careful. Like, I don't have intrusive thoughts like that. Yeah. I do, right? So that I... might be a... Oh, God. No, on you go. I was going to say, that might be a difference in uh, our personality types and uh, the way our, our brains process things. Like, this game hated me. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, this game does not like super logical, super realistic, mm-hmm. focused people. Yeah. This game is like, no, we will break you of this. Yeah. Um, I think, and some of why I didn't get along with it is because of that. Yeah. I think that's why I probably got along with it more. Because, I mean, like, I am that intrusive, thoughty type. Like, I thought a lot more about that. Like, I personally reflected on myself while I was playing this game, which... Which we can't say for a lot of games. No, you, you really can't. And this is why... I do, it's such mixed feelings. I know we're getting final thoughts. We'll do another story episode, but, like, overall, I I just... I took a lot from this while not particularly liking looking at my telly while doing it. <laughs> um, it, was really, it was really bizarre. I... As a final thought, because we need to do this at some point, I would yes, I would yes. I would say people need to play this on the basis of it is pretty damn unique in what it does, and no matter what kind of person you are, you're probably going to get something from it, whether you like the art style or you, you know, like you're a particularly soft, squidgy brain that likes being influenced by things or like. I got something from this, so I would not want people to miss out on that. Ah, uh, you know what? I will agree. I came into this game with a chip on my shoulder, and I left with a puzzled look on my face. <laughs> um, I agree. What this game does that makes it unique is fantastic. What, on the gameplay end, what it does that isn't unique is bad. Like, for me, there's that dichotomy, right? Mm-hmm. There's, like, if you're doing... You want know It's like a friend who knows how to dance really well, and when he's not dancing, you can't stand to be around him. They're <laughs> like, dude, when you dance, you are fantastic. When you're not dancing, you're the worst guy in the world. Just shut up and dance. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's that kind of thing. Uh, or, since I'm American, it's like I was shooting at his feet, yelling, dance, dance. <laughs> um, so, yes... Uh, we will get into... I, I'm very sorry. This feels like vague, wishy-washy. <laughs> but we're, uh, I'm I'm super trying not to spoil anything yeah. out of this game. Because it's, it's new but old at the same time. Uh, so, as a final thought, yes, I do recommend playing it. And we will get more into this conversation next episode when we talk about the story in... Not in depth, but we can, you know unhook our belts and let loose yeah. with the okay here we go so uh, if if you're interested in this game go play it then maybe listen to the second one or don't listen to the second one at all it doesn't affect me at all because it's pre-recorded <laughs> so thank you very much for listening we will catch you next episode uh, due to how we're recording 
we may end up releasing both parts in a week. We're not sure. We have to see how... Because we expected this to be a one-episode thing. Yeah, I did not expect to be and talking and I would in 15 minutes later going, all right, we'll, we'll do this next week. I thought... Clearly, this is this is a two-parter. So, uh, we, you may get a bonus episode. We may uh, give you blue balls. I don't know. Uh, either way, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Cool. See you later, alligators.